stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 28 and I'm Tani Santabria. I'm JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk the junk. Thanks for coming back in, everybody. Uh, If you are listening on 106.9 Warm FM in Seattle, good morning. Thanks for joining us. If you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you so much for doing so and for subscribing and leaving comments for us. And uh, if you're watching on our YouTube channel at Breaking Up with RBS, uh, I hope that our fashion sense really stands out because it's, it's quite good, actually. <laughs> okay. You know, I keep meaning to compliment. I keep meaning to mention that. But oh, I, great. I never do. So, oh, good. Yeah. This was good. And then, of course, uh, please uh, look up and join our Facebook group, uh, Breaking Up With RBS, to get content in between episodes and uh, get a little more direct interaction with us. Mm-hmm. Lots of different avenues. we got a lot going on with this we stuff. we got a lot going on, yeah. And the book is getting written. I know. It's so exciting. Isn't it fun? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having a blast writing this up. We've learned we've learned a lot on this podcast, not just mm-hmm. from the conversations we're having, but from people's mm-hmm. responses and feedback, and you know, just kind of getting used to the groove. Yes, of this whole thing, you know. Yes. And there's always so many different things to talk about, right? This yeah. is a never-ending oh, yeah. process. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So I ended last week. Mm-hmm. You might remember, and if you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure you do. I said I had a I had a thought slash question. I'm not even so sure it's a thought or a question or just an idea <laughs> or a wondering, maybe. I'm kind of big into wondering lately. Yeah. You know, curiosity. We were talking last time about expectations and and how expectations can be a real source of BS stories and angst and stress and difficulty, uh, but that the answer isn't necessarily to not have them, mm-hmm. right? Because that can create its own set of BS stories and trouble. So we talked a little bit last time about the expectations we have for ourselves, Mm-hmm. What I'm wondering about is like, what about those things that we don't have as much control over, but we spend a lot of our time connecting with or caring about our relationships, whatever they, whatever style they are, right? Things that are outside of our control as much, right? We can have the expectation of getting up at six in the morning and doing such and such things. Mm-hmm. What comes up? I mean, expectations, it seems like in relationships of any kind would be a huge area for problems, <laughs> And I speak somewhat from experience on this. Yeah. So what what comes up for you with that? Does, does that make sense, that wondering point? Yes, okay. of course, right? I think about parents okay. having expectations of their kids, uh-huh. right? Um, and I think about the reality of, you know, that 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 if you set expectations high, you know, pe- people can meet them, mm-hmm. right? And so certainly um, I think... That could be goals also. I think that it, it just kind of depends on what we're doing with them mm-hmm. when they're not met for us. <laughs> like that's where the, we can call it whatever we want, but okay. but that's where the trick is, right? So that's the other part is certainly if, if maybe the answer, like you said, isn't to not have expectations or, or but but one could not have expectations and not be, apathetic if we're getting rid of expectations to save ourselves from life's struggles Mm -hmm. like real struggles right Mm -hmm. if we're not having them because of that and we're just going to sort of be numb to things 
that would not be our answer. No. No, we're not advocating for any of that. No. Certainly. And a lot of people go there, sadly. Right. So we right. don't want that because that's the other side of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want this new sort of maybe open sense of expectations with clear seeing. Clear seeing. Clear okay. seeing, right? So, so certainly parents might have some expectations of a bedtime for their children mm-hmm. or of a curfew for their children or mm-hmm. however that whatever their values are in parenting their children, mm-hmm. right? And that, that also then goes back to values like we talked about last week also. Correct. Those are going to be a part of this expectation piece. But then when we get to couples, totally different animal couples in that's, expectations. That's the big one, right? You just, you just went right for the, the big fish. Yes. You weren't messing around no, with these other no. relationships. <laughs> no. Everybody out there is like, well, what about couples? Yes, I know what everybody's <laughs> thinking. Like, oh, but what about my husband? <laughs> and and if he would just put his laundry in the laundry hamper, Ooh. I expect that. No, I, I won't <laughs> right. draw any conclusions from you using that as an example. No, from actually, your own life. actually, my husband's way better at it than I am. Oh wow! Yeah. So, anyway, yes, yes. So, but it's those expectations that we have, especially when we live with somebody. We're 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 in a relationship where we are coupled, and e- even if we don't live with them, but we've got some kind of commitment, right? We've got these expectations that they need to be a particular way or do things in a particular way or notice us in a particular way or be able to read our minds or all the other things that go along with it. Mm -hmm. And that is a, what would be a word for just like a crazy, I can't curse, mess. What would be a word for that? A crazy mess? (laughs) Oh, you had to put that to me without me giving me a chance to think about it. Um, what's wrong? Well, yeah, we it's can't. It's a crazy mess. Crazy mess. Um, something that, something that, that's a mess that doesn't need to be. It, yes. It doesn't need to be a mess. But we've learned that we're supposed to have expectations. Oh, man. And whether it's been told to us or we just kind of grew through it, right? We, we have, have these expectations. And so, and sometimes what happens is our expectations aren't talked about. We just hold them for ourselves. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody else has to. Well, and then somebody's, <laughs> and somebody's got expectations of us, too. We don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. Right. That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had, many, I've had <laughs> unfortunately, uh, a lot of experiences where I've been on the receiving end of, you know, you set an expectation, you didn't meet it, or I should be able to expect this. And I've said the same thing, right? Or even if I haven't said it, I've actually had it, mm-hmm. you know, an expectation for certain things, right? Based on some understanding. But you know what's interesting about that, at least in my own case? Those happen when I don't have things clearly defined mm-hmm. with somebody else. Yeah. Right. We would we just default to them. Because they're assumed they should just be there. There's a lot of assumption. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, our stories of what it means to be coupled mm-hmm. or what it means to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Well, if my friend was a good friend... My friend would do this. <laughs> Does that normally mean like, because that's what I would do? Because that's what I define as a good friend? Often. Okay. Yeah. Often it, it we like people to do things the way we do them. <laughs> yes. What a bold statement I just made, everybody. Went out on a limb there. Right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, the stories of like, well, when I'm a good friend, I do this, that, that, and the other. <laughs> they should do this, that, that, and the other. Right. Oh, like, the shoulds. Right. So, those expectations of others. But okay. if we go back to the couples, 
And we say, okay, well, what else could we be doing instead of expecting? What might, what, what else is there? Mm. Right? Are you asking me? Um, sure, if you want to answer. <laughs> you do this to me all the time. All the time, everybody. Like, <laughs> even in our one-on-one conversations. <laughs> um, the word that comes to mind for me is what would be the opposite or maybe what would be better would be like agreement. Negotiating agreements. Right, because an agreement would be something that then has been directly brought up, talked about, considered, terms defined, Mm -hmm. even though that's kind of its, who knows. But agreements might be better to strive for in relationship of any kind, really, than than expectations. Right. Well, agreements are... um, So is that a good word? Yeah. I love it. Agreements are like transparency. Remember when we were talking about transparency? Oh, yeah, as opposed to authenticity. Yeah. 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 Right. When we're making an agreement with somebody, we're not agreeing to something we didn't talk about. <laughs> that would be problematic, right? Right. But we don't typically think, oh, yeah, we made an agreement. We, right. You know? We, well, and, and a commi- and commitment has agreement in it, right? Doesn't it? Like, if you're making a commitment to somebody, there, you should have some set upon, agree- you're agreeing to be with each other, right? Maybe. <laughs> Right. Like, OK, You're, we're talking about getting even more explicit than just that. Well, sure. OK, so when we make a commitment, how does that come? OK, how does the commitment conversation go? Oh, God, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I'm much okay. I'm much better at telling you how it shouldn't go than how it should go. No, like I want to <laughs> No, really. What? OK, if we're if you're saying that making a commitment is making an agreement. What is the commitment conversation? That's a really good question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's an expectation. I'm, we're making some kind of commitment, so we're, it's an expectation that, of course, we're agreeing. Uh, the agreement process didn't happen. Sneaky. Gotcha. Sneaky. Mm-hmm. Okay, so does that mean there can't be agreement in commitment? No, it means that we can't fooling ourselves that there's agreement is again a story just because of the commitment just because of the commitment okay right okay so so if so then in that situation commitment you're committed in this relationship whatever that looks like the agreements have to be about other things well okay so the agreements have to be the things that keep you in relationship <laughs> Are you laughing at me because this should be blatantly obvious to me? Or are you laughing at the fact that it's not blatantly obvious to me? I'm laughing because it, you know, when we start to talk about these things, it is kind of funny. It is funny. It is funny. Like we make things so much harder on ourselves. I really do. I remember a couple years and years and years ago and the the husband said, well, she knows I love her. That's enough. (laughs) How does she know? The the rest. Well, because he said one day. Oh, early on. Right. The rest of the relationship just works on its own. No, that's the problem. It doesn't. So it's like the equivalent of like I plugged in the television. Therefore, the television turns on. Or, yeah, it could it could be that. But it could just be this this sense of like, okay, once we committed, whether that was a handshake, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whether that was. Uh, you know, a, a, a vow type ceremony. What if it was just like, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? And yeah, oh, okay, I'll be your girlfriend. If that was <laughs> the commitment. 
I've that, had I've had relationships that started just like that, like, actually. Right, right. So if that's <laughs> you my girlfriend, sure. If that's the commitment conversation, there's what how what how are we doing our days? Mm. How are we going to be and in connection yeah. with each other from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Right. Just being a girlfriend isn't clear enough. Right. How do you keep it growing and how do you keep it moving? How do you keep it present every single day? Because what he's talking about is I already did this. So he doesn't have to stay present necessarily in his own mind with what it entails to keep that going or for her to feel loved. Doesn't even need to agree with anything. Right. Doesn't even need to um, have a conversation about what might be problematic for her. Doesn't even need to make any changes that would allow them to be more of a team. Just because I loved you back right. <laughs> seven years ago, hey, that's enough. Well, and the assumption that that's really all she needed. She just needed somebody to, to love her, and therefore she's good, and I've already said that. Right, and... <laughs> Way to set the bar high there, buddy. Right, but <laughs> also, she might have thought that was enough seven years ago also. Mm. Right? That's, right? That's the thing. When we commit to each other... We're not really it, this this whole like making agreements about the day to day isn't top of mind. We're just like, oh, everything else will take care of itself. It'll be so beautiful. Right. We're just taking care of it. You know what comes to mind? And then, of course, I assume you're having conversations with these clients because that hasn't worked. <laughs> no, just kind of like <laughs> dropping our. I always tell them it's like taking care of your relationship is like taking care of a baby. Baby's not born and you're just like. It's here. It's going to grow. We made them. <laughs> it's going to grow. And, and it's just, we constantly take care of baby. Yeah. And we keep doing it daily. And you have to communicate about how to do that and who's covering what. And and, and so in relationship, mm. to take care of relationship, there has to be the constant taking care of, which making agreements with each other would be part of that caretaking. Yeah. And then the agreements would obviously have to just be not just we're in, committed to each other. But every day, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to show up for it. This is what we're going to strive for. These are the rules of engagement. It would be more behavioral. Behavioral, right. Right. And I'm going to work to not say that particular phrase that you feel like is dropping a bomb on you or or whatever. You know, it's interesting (laughs) because what comes to mind, this is the historian's hat on me. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be about as dire as I can make it. Historically, this, this happens all the time in history, okay, that so many problems that have happened in history have to do with this type of thing. Expectations not being met. There's also fears trying to control outcome on individual levels and macro levels. What came to mind when you're talking about this was how World War I started. <laughs> now, yes, I'm comparing couples' problems to mm-hmm. a world war. It's maybe a little bit of an overstatement, but nevertheless, roll with me on this. Okay. Okay. All World War One started in the end because you had a number of these countries that had signed treaties with one another and alliances against each other. And they'd signed them years and years before. Agreements that said, if so-and-so threatens you, we will help you, blah, 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 blah. Right? Mm-hmm. So France was with Russia and sort of with England. Mm-hmm. Germany was with Austria-Hungary and sort of with the Ottoman Empire, blah, 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 blah. Well, when push came to shove, all these expectations, like no, no communication had happened really beyond that. There were some conferences here and there when tensions flared up. But everybody had all these assumptions. Everybody had all these expectations that the other side was going to back down. Mm. And over the course of a month after the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand, mm-hmm. you know, and there was the big pressure that Austria-Hungary was putting on Serbia to clean that up, all the sides built their armies up, 
mobilize them all, all expecting the other side to back down. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. And the expectations were even so far out of whack that every country had a war chest to pay for a war that would last no more than five or six months. Because for a previous century, no war had gone on for longer than six weeks in Europe. And so by the time Christmas of 1914 came out, the war broke out in August, all that money was gone. And they fought for another four years. Wow. Okay, so that I mm-hmm. realize I just took this macro macro. Mm-hmm. But this type of thing on an individual level or a massive thing, every single, and those are all relationships as well. Yep. You know, relationships between diplomats, relationships between families, all those things, all these expectations that even with an agreement once upon a time, we are your ally and you are not. And then therefore they're our enemy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of BS in there that led to that. And the, and the results were catastrophic. Right. That's what happens on the one-on-one mm-hmm. couples, families. Mm-hmm. The results are catastrophic. Yeah, if, if that is what's been set up. Because if the yes. idea is just by setting it, and that was the assumption. If we set these up, the other side isn't going to dare to push beyond this. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's a classic case of so many expectations, yep. so many prejudices, so many longstanding hatreds mm-hmm. not communicated about, not healed, mm-hmm. not worked through, mm-hmm. that this was the culmination. Mm-hmm. Right. And I realize that sounds like a really, really big beyond the pale example, but it's a very real one, it seems yeah. to me. Well, and it's not because if we think about it, we're talking about systems. Right. We're talking we're we as an individual are a system. Our body is a system. Right. right? When we pair up, we're another system. When we have a family, we're another system. When you're talking about larger communities, countries, Mm. it's a system and a structure and based off of humans and the way that the brain works around expectations and assumptions and what's you know, when we're not communicating clearly and when we're not in connection with ourselves to really understand and know what is clear for us and what's mm-hmm. not and and that other people, other groups of people, other systems are going to maybe see things differently from their vantage point. Right. And if we're not communicating, how do we know? Right. Right, if if we're not in connection in some fashion, mm-hmm. how do we know? Right, and in that scenario, the idea of connecting and understanding the other person's point of view wasn't really on the agenda. Yeah. It was about balancing out power, mm-hmm. preventing any one country from getting too strong, but it wasn't predicated on anything other than keeping the peace as an absence of conflict, mm-hmm. not an absence of tension or an absence of problems. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think about that with a relationship. Mm-hmm. In, if in a relationship, your primary focus is to avoid conflict Mm-hmm. You can still have a lot of that tension in there and no communication. Right. And things can still blow up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the expectations and assumptions that go along with it. Right. Right. Man. That create then small conflicts and then, like you said, like larger conflicts. Yeah. Um, that can be devastating. Yes, it can. And I, I've, I mean, and, and it's not just historical examples. I mean, think of today with all the different areas where we don't have fundamental agreement on Mm -hmm. like we talked last time about social media how nice would it be if fundamental agreement on social media everybody be like we're gonna actually talk constructively Mm -hmm. about this there's no agreement on that no no there's there's no agreements in in social media right 
and it's going to be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's without those, it's going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And and mm-hmm. so maybe in some contexts, I mean, like how likelihood how likely is it that we would find agreement on social media? Mm. I, I'm not sure because like you we, can with your own echo chamber. Right. Possibly. Possibly. But like we said last week, that connection through social media is surface. Totally. So if it, if we're just operating from a surface place, we don't necessarily, we're not usually looking for agreement from a surface space. Right. We're looking for agreement and we see the value of agreement when we're coming from a deeper. A connected space. M- more connected, meaningful sort of experience. Uh, and this is really interesting because what I'm getting from both of these examples, the couple and then this big gigantic one I came up with. <laughs> Well, you didn't come up with it. Well, I, <laughs> I brought it up. <laughs> okay. I brought it up. Is it's, it's not just the agreement itself. It's a continuing connection around that agreement on a regular basis. So like if the agreement is about, we have this, we have this national treaty, but we need to continue talking to the other side yeah. and talking to each other about what we expect. Um, if it's in a relationship, you know, we're agreeing to these things, raising the baby, right? Or how we're going to fight, right? <laughs> You know, right. th- that's something that requires c- continuing to come back to and, and following through on the agreement or saying, I no longer want to abide by those terms. Mm-hmm. These have to be renegotiated. It takes mm-hmm. intentionality in the present moment. Yes. In every moment, doesn't it? It does. It Man. does. Right. It's a it's a, we're a constant work in progress. Mm-hmm. Our relationships are a constant work in progress. Our goals, you know, wh- whatever it is that we are hoping to experience in life is a constant work in progress. We tend to be in the future with it yeah. instead of here, present moment, and working in this structure of what's real right now. Yeah. That's where the agreements are really important so that the, the future takes care of itself. Yeah. I can see how people would have a really hard time getting their mind mm-hmm. around that, particularly with couples that you're talking about. So like, mm-hmm. you know, when does the, where does this relation, where's this relationship going? Conversation comes up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Usually a sign that there's some decisions need to be made, right? If that comes up or some check-in that needs to be made, mm-hmm. but you can have expectations, right? At six months, of dating. I'm just picking this out of the air. Yeah. Six months of dating, some people would think you should be ready to do this next thing. Mm-hmm. But other people might not. And I've seen relationships end because of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well here's the reality. There's probably a lot of people out there for us to be in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. right? Sure. It's about trying to find a person that maybe is on the, like, another person who wants that six-month decision to stand you that long. <laughs> well, right. Like, okay, well, I, if I'm looking for somebody and, and at six months is my sort of desired sort of decision and, and that person is more like a three- to five-year person, mm. um, is that going to be a good fit for me? Right. Maybe not. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that can be okay. Like, sometimes we think, oh, my gosh, this is the one person. So I really have to adjust and I really have to follow the lead of. Yeah. And then resentment gets built yep. later at times. Yep. So that's part of the thing, too, is that um, we, we, when we navigate more clearly in the moment around what matters most to us, we, we can feel okay to make a decision like, okay, 
that person's just not ready. Right. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with what you want right. at six months. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with what that other person necessarily is wanting at six months. It just doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can be sad about that. Yeah. Right? Or bummed out. Oh, sure. That's not going to work. You can be whatever you want to be about it. But nobody has to be at blame. Nobody has to be at fault. Well, well, that's that's the part, right? With those expectations, and then those expectations aren't met, then that means who's at fault. <laughs> right. Like, but, right. But yeah, <laughs> nobody needs to be most of the time for a lot of things. And then a war can start. Right. And then a war can start. You weren't honest with me from the beginning, or this isn't fair, or I, you know, you, you, you led me down, you, you led me, me on, you, used you dumped me. me, how, you know, all those things, you're a terrible person. Kaboom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this does really scale out, doesn't it? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we see it in, I liked what you said about systems. Mm-hmm. You know, we're our own individual system. Each relationship we have is its own unique system. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get to the big multinational oh, yeah. systems mm-hmm. that all kind of need on some level that same general notions of agreement, not expectations, mm-hmm. but then continued engagement in such agreements. Mm-hmm. Even if that means difficult negotiations, uncomfortable moments, tension. Yes. yes. And of course, the cost of not, you know, the price of not doing that can be really bad for whatever the relationship is. Sure. A distraction, avoidance. Mm-hmm. Denial, mm-hmm. all of those that keep us from reality. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're telling yourself stories about what that means, it might make it more difficult for you to engage in a new one. Yeah. And then the very thing that you're hoping to find, you're not allowing yourself to find mm-hmm. or be open to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. If we go back to the six month, three to five year pr- couple, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. if the six month person decides, well, I just can't trust anybody anymore. Yeah. Forget this. Yeah. Right. Like, that doesn't have to be the story, yep. but 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 with our expectations, that's where we can go. Exactly. And this is this is why we talk about this stuff, because it's you know, I realize that it it sounds simple and it is. It is simple. It's difficult, maybe in execution or difficult to to start engaging in and learning. I have that experience, mm-hmm. but it is pretty simple. It It's simple. Yes. A lot of it is about simple, but we have to get uncomfortable. We have yeah. to have courage yeah. to look within ourselves and allow ourselves to be uncomfortable with this process. Yeah. That's the part that is not simple. I mean, it's simple, but it, but whatever word you want to use. Simple in concept, difficult in execution. Maybe well, that's too simple to say. I, I don't even think it's difficult. It's it's if you're a person who's willing to get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. it's simple. And if you're not a person who's willing to be uncomfortable, Ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. And we can yes. leave it right there. Yes. For today. Let's All right. It. Well, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything from relationship problems to world wars. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining us on this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Make sure you check out our Facebook page under the same name and join that. And uh, yeah, we'll have more to talk about next week. Of course we will. Sounds good. Well, until then, <laughs> I am JDK Winnegan. I'm Tani Santabria. And uh, watch out for all that junk. Mm-hmm. See ya. Quite a sudden harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that can't